Welcome to City Talk 105.9. It's uh, Neil Shangin with the main Lowy. man. Hey, no, no, Steve. We don't need no one else. No Dave Downey. <laughs> no Dave Downey. Dave Downey's ill. Yeah, good he's, one. He's ill. Yeah. He's been giving me a bit before. I've seen the tweets. Yeah, he was saying uh, that the show went up. Um, went up and uh, the ratings I went up. I got some bad feedback, though, saying, you know. Obviously, I had all some the good stuff, about, good stuff about you, but when, he, when it was him, it was all negative and. A little bit that way, yeah. yeah. Very sort of negative. Know, he yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, on to heaven. Breathing down the mic and that. Darth Vader. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, all uh, in the games cancelled, so no day down. The rating's going up there oh, as well. He's right. ill, isn't he? He's ill. Oh, they'll have a better replacement anyway. <laughs> so, I've got Matty, our Tranmere correspondent. He can come in on the second section when we talk about Tranmere and all that. You love all that, don't you, Matt? Oh, he loves it, Matt. Who doesn't? He loves it. Well, we all love it, don't we? That's the thing. We all love it. Well, let's start with Everton, Lowy. Um, we've always had pelters for not getting Everton more men. So, we're going to go right off the bat into Everton. And uh, with their 4-1 defeat there against Arsenal. Um, did it flatter Arsenal? No, I, I thought Arsenal played some good football, but what I didn't like about Everton is they just folded. I was looking before, Sangi. Mm. Everton have conceded, I think they're the second most, second least in the Premier League, 27 goals they've conceded this season. And to concede four goals the way they did, albeit, you know, they were probably trying to get back into the game and it is an FA Cup game and, you know, semi-finals on the horizon at Wembley. You know, Everton's sec- first goal to, to make it 1-1 was actually excellent. And... Mm. Um, you know, the way Barkley got down the side and, you know, great ball across the front of the box for for Morales and obviously Lukaku's there to tap it in. But the way they just went, flopped from then on. But the goals are all, you know, albeit the penalty, Gareth Barry, you know, stupid from him really. You know, an experienced player mm-hmm. like that giving a stupid foul away. He could have just stood him up and it, you knows it may have been a bit different. But I think the Everton fans saying you'd be very disappointed because well a lot of Everton fans I know a few of the lads at our place it, it seems to always be the case what what a chance to get to the to the final you know I let know. alone semi final and um, you know even better chance to win a cup and you know what they haven't won for a while so very disappointing on Everton's behalf but the goals they conceded I thought weren't weren't really Everton you know if you look back at the goals Definitely. and the fans will be you know probably say the same thing they were all over the shop and and that's not normally like Everton. Definitely. One of the things that I, I took from it was um, players who play poorly. You can't go to, to Arsenal no. and have three or four or five even players that play poorly. I thought the keeper wasn't great. He, you know, we talk about flapping at things, he's punching things. Didn't think he was great. I thought PR was below par, giving it away. He's fallen over. McCarthy wasn't as influential. You've got a Gareth Barry there, as you said, making a soft challenge. Yeah. I thought Morales, every time he got it, didn't look the same kid. Yeah. Didn't look the kid who, who I know you're a big fan of Morales, but he yeah. didn't look the kid who was who, who was going to terrorise Arsenal yeah. for some. So you're sort of looking at those those performances there. And that's, you're never going to win well, a game at Arsenal doing that, are you? Just off Morales, on the keeper situation, you know, like a few of the lads, like so Wallace and Jennings, when they seen Joel, is it Joel? Joel, yeah. In goal. Yeah. Like, well, what's he doing? Yeah. And yet, look, you know, some yeah. managers have a ritual of, of keeping, you know, the same players. You know, I think Man City failed to do it with, you know, they got to the final of the cup and then all the big guns come in. I think it was the Capital Cup. and But... Martinez has stuck with him, probably said to him, look, I brought you from Wigan, so you will play the FA Cup games, Carlin Cup games, and you, you know, you're know you our second choice until our gets injured, but 
Howard demands box a little bit more, and he's clever, he's wiser, he's more experienced. Mm. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not telling Martinez what team to pick, but maybe he, he just may look at that. And think, do you, you think he's going to reflect on well, it? Yeah. I don't, I, do you well, think he's going to reflect and think? Do you know what? I think if, he'll have a look. If we were playing Wigan away, with respect to Wigan, yeah. if we were playing, I don't know, Sheffield United away or Charlton. We but can look, go Arsenal, with Joel, but you're playing Arsenal at the Arsenal, Emirates. Arsenal at the Emirates, they've got some quality players, although they've been up and down of late, but they're a quality team, had a quality ground, quality service. Mm. I'm just thinking maybe it was a little bit, you know, Joel. I'm, I'm not saying, look, the goals even, you know, I'm not saying Howard would have saved them, but is it a little bit of a schoolboy head, if you like, from Martinez, instead of sticking with his big guns and going with someone like Howard? And Arsenal have been struggling. He's not only a good goalkeeper, he's a leader from the back. He is, yeah. Well, that's it. And on Morales, I think, yeah, you know, he come unstuck a little bit there, really. Even, even the goal. You know, he, if Lukaku's not there, that's getting cleared off the line. It was a good job he was there to have an the sitter. Definitely. So, I think, you know, I think Evan will look at it and I think there'll be plenty of players that have probably underachieved them. You know, and they're probably kicking themselves a bit now because they could have been in the semi-final. You know, no disrespect to Wigan because they're, they're playing well and, you know, they could end up in the final. But, you would have fancied Everton against Wigan at yeah. Wembley. I don't care who you, what you say. Definitely, and and that's the thing that that sort of I always wonder about is when you when you're looking. I mean, as far as I'm aware, I mean, maybe I, we always say Twitter always, always writes me yeah. and Louis. So if I'm wrong on this, but Tim Howard's fit, I presume. Um, Joel plays because he's been in the cup competitions, yeah. but you don't change your outfield, you know. So one thing, I mean, here's the thing I'd say off the back of Joel is. The fans will want to know, is he a number two for number two's sake? Yeah. Or is he a number two lowy? And this is what I think is really important for, for, for the bigger clubs to have now. Is he a number two when called on is really good? Is he going to push the number one? So the Everton fans have now seen Joel and gone, well, you know, we've seen him a few times now. Have they made a decision on him? Has the manager made the decision on him? Is it still too early? I mean, you know, let's look at that. Because I, you see him in a big game there yesterday, and for me, he was below par. Yeah. So, so you, you, are you, you happy to find out about him? Is probably what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that, that's what that's the way it should be. You know, obviously, when, when goalkeepers come in, managers never talk about goalkeepers, they always mean number two, because really, he doesn't want that tag of being number two. Yeah. I think it's, what's the kid's name? Uh, Wright, thing he writes. Um, Richard Wright. Richard Wright. I think he's still at Man City. <laughs> he's <laughs> number four. He's, he's been probably, a 20 year but number he's two. He's probably on 40 grand a week. So the, the thing is, I'm looking at, like, and we're not blaming Joel at all here for the goals. I'm just saying, for example, you know, when, you, well, when you've got Howard there, you, you need to play your better players. You, you, mm. you're, you're 90 minutes mm. away from a semi final and then 90 minutes away from a final and, and 90 minutes away. 120 away, whatever it may be, of lifting an FA Cup. Now, I seen defending cracks in, in, in Everton's defence yesterday. Like, mm. I watched the goals back before I come in, and you've got Seamus Coleman bombed on up the pitch, and that's what he does do. And then you've got young Josh Stones. He's only, what, 19, 20? Yeah, 19, he's, yeah. He played yeah, a handful yeah. of games, which yeah. he's going to be a top-quality player. Ball down the side, bang, Ozil runs off from goal. So what I'm thinking... That may not happen if Tim Howard's in goals because, for one, he's pulling Seamus Coleman in and he wants his back four in front of him. And as I said to you before, Everton have only conceded 27 goals this season. They're the second least goals in the Premier League and the first, the Chelsea were 20 and Man City were 27. Now, I don't know whether that's coincided with the FA Cup goals as well, but four goals at Arsenal is a lot for Everton to concede when they've only conceded 27 all season. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, at 1-1, one, one, though, Lukaku gets him back in the game. Let's talk a little bit about Ross Barkley. Quality. And, and, we, you know, and people are talking about... Um, th- there's this thing in one of the papers, isn't there? The, the players who are on the plane to the World Cup, there's players in the departure lounge and there's players checking in. <laughs> the ones checking in have got no chance, really. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got departure lounge and you've got the lads who they think are on the plane. Now, there's 23 players can go. Before we talk about Ross Barkley's wonder running and cross, which I thought was phenomenal. How's he in the departure lounge is what I'm saying. He's not, well, in, in, in certain quarters, guaranteed to be on the plane. Now, I know it's only Roy Hodgson who, who decides, but in the in the learned press, shall we say, um, he's not on the plane. What is that all about? Well, yeah, I, I agree with you, Sangin. I'd like to see him go to the World Cup, but some, sometimes it may be like, I know Baines come out in the local paper in the Echo a couple of weeks ago saying, don't be getting on, on his back. And yeah, rightly so, don't get on his back. Definitely. We've touted him all season in this place to, to, to put him in Everton's team. And when he has yeah. been in Everton's team, he's run amok. Oh, he has? And at one stage, I was thinking, why did I say that? Everton are winning, catching Liverpool and whatnot, being a Liverpool fan. But yeah, you'd want to see him on the plane. But then I think Roy Hodgson will, there'll be, will, there will be a surprise package in there. You know, look at Lallana now. I think he's he's a say to go. Just be top draw. Because he's been top draw all season for. Uh, and if I'm right, he's the similar type of player to Barkley, isn't he? Similar, yeah. Similar type. Gets on the ball. Maybe not as dynamic. On, may, yeah, maybe and not. Direct, and but direct. But he's got that little bit of... Now, the thing is with Ross, I think the thing that'll go against him is the lack of games last season mm. in the Premier League and the FA Cup. Mm. Um, and the lack of starts, if you like, for England. Yeah. He never even got on the other night for England. So I'm thinking to myself, it's just come a season too soon for Ross Barkley for the World Cup. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to see him on the plane, love to see him do a Michael Owen over there against the Argies or whoever it may be in the final stages. But I think it's come a little bit too soon for him. But the thing is, you've got Ross Barkley. Do you know in two years' time in the Euros 2016 of France, he's going to be one of our main players in yeah. that team. Because you know yourself, saying there's going to be a lot of players that call it a day after this World Cup in the England squad. Yeah, that's the swan so song. So it is, it is, it is to bleed the youngsters through. And you know, your Lallanas will be a, 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 in the starting eleven every week. Your Wilches, your, you know, your Barclays, your Baines, your Shores, yeah, Sterlings, Sterlings. They're all going to be the up and coming breed. The Townsends, the Oxlane Chamberlains. That's going to be. 2000, and I'm actually looking forward to 2016 the Euros because of them type of players and all the youngsters coming through are going to be in there. Definitely. So fresh, fresh. What you start, were saying, I think it? it might just be a little bit too soon for Ross. But on his on his ability, I mean, look at his goal. I I, I tweeted. I just I just literally tweeted Ross Barkley and about ten of them thumbs ups. Yeah. How good was that? And, oh, and, was and that's excellent. what he brings. I mean, well, which other player, barring a young Steven Gerrard? Can do that type of thing. Well, no, not with not that many. pace and power. Not many. You've got your typical wingers like so your Walcotts and your Oxley and Chamberlains and, and your Townsend of this world. Yeah, they they can they can leg the pitch full full pelt. Um, the thing is, with Ross, he, he's got cleverness about him as well. Like, you know, I see him flaming. He's chasing him back. He's tracking him all the way back. He, he knows Ross knows he's been booked ten minutes ago. He can't touch <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I know, I've seen him. And for him to get his head up right the second on the eighteen yard box, have a little look and see Morales coming in and the ball across the box. It's a it's got cherry it. dip on it. <laughs> it's got chili dip on it, in fact, with a few chicken nuggets. Go and put that in and just eat it. Obviously, Morales was a bit lucky, really, in my eyes, and Lukaku's there to tap it in. But yeah, look, he's, he's got you know great ability. He's going to be a great player. And looking forward to seeing him 
performing for England in the near future. Hundred percent, and and you know going on for the um, for the rest of the season for Everton, they're in seventh, played twenty seven. They got a game or, or two and under, you know, over over Man United, one above them, same points. Man United, Tottenham, they've got two games in hand on Tottenham, whose season looks like it's unraveling. Yeah. And Tim Sherwood looks like he's lost the plot a little bit for me. Um, you know, he said, you know, he's talking about Daniel Levy's. Uh, silence is deafening and stuff like that. So he looks like he knows he's out the yeah, door. Um, Louis Van Haar's been linked with it and all all that sort of stuff. So, well, with Everton, they're saying I think they, they, you know, people say, "Oh, the Europa League." But Everton haven't been in Europe for for what? I don't know, four or five. Maybe the the, the tweeters will tell us they tweet in about it. Dave Danny will probably tweet in and tell us. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, you'll know every, why, why you'll know every mathematical permutation <laughs> down. <laughs> why not get into the Europa League? All right, you have to play a million and odd games to get to the final. Yeah, but, but I think it's worth. Them it. Everton why not? fans deserve trips to all across Europe and to go these games and shoot uh, Thursday nights and you know whatever else so you know why not have a go at it and I think Martin as well definitely yeah, but he's, he's turned all 33 points they've got 6 games at home they've got 5 games away uh, as they're currently sitting on 48 points what realistically gets them into Europe into sixth? I mean, what what do you need to you know? Is there a, a figure in anyone's mind? Do you think Eli. your manager's mind's going? Well, it's got to be seventy two. It's got to be seventy four. If you don't get seventy four, we're we're struggling. Or do you think they literally go off the old cliche? We go game by game. Yeah, it, do you know what, Sangi? He probably will be going game by game. But what he will be doing? Look, you look at Newcastle there. They've got a game in hand on Newcastle. They've got two games in hand on Southampton. You know the. the I think five the, points I think clear. the seventh worst case aren't the Everton. But if no. I, yeah, if I was, you know, it's going to be a big game when they play Man United as well. You know, you can take three points, three points off them, and go three points at them. I think Martinez, how, how clever he is, and how, how good of a manager and tactician he is. He, he'll have, he'll have a little mini league. You'll be known. Your five home games, you win them. You're in there. Simple yeah. as. You yeah. pick points up away from home, and you know the odd three points. Then, you know, it's a set. And, and I do fancy Evan to finish sixth. I fancy them to finish above uh, Man United. To be fair. Definitely. What about Tottenham? Are they going to catch Tottenham? I'd say they've got two games in hand, the five behind. I know it's better points think, in the bag, but yeah, do think you think that, that, that coming out the FA Cup, Tottenham's <laughs> a little bit of a slide share with the way he is? Do you think Everton are going to have enough to, to go all the way? And I, get I'm that, not too that sure. Spot? It may be a bit too too far, I think, for, for Tottenham, because I think, uh, you know, going on Tim Sherwood, I like him. I like the things he's been saying. Obviously, the last last couple of interviews, he said a little bit, oh, hang on a minute, should you really be saying that in public? I don't know. Probably is an experience in that department, but... I think their own games, Tottenham's are vital. I think they'll win majority of their own games, and they will pick points away, up away from Everton, uh, away from home, and Everton are just below them. So I think the, the league table starts to fizzle itself out mm. and set in stone in the next few weeks for me. Definitely, I think looking at it, um, as much as we've touted, we want Merseyside clubs to do well. I just feel that fourth place is, is too far for Everton. Uh, you know, unless they, I mean. It, of course it can be done. We always say, whilst it's mathematically possible, you've got to believe, haven't you? You know, it's as simple as that. But I just think with the quality of sides, one through four this season, um, I just think it's going to be a little bit tough for Everton to get that fourth oh, place yeah, now. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, I think it's gone, you know, bypass them a little bit for place. But, you know, I think if Martinez can get Everton into Europe, I think it'll be a decent season for them. Without a doubt, as you say, that you know, they had the money coming into the coffers from there, could do them well going into next season with, with some signings as well. Now, Matty, I don't know whether we've had any any tweets? Do you want to do you want to fill us in if we have? Well, Dave Downey, who have been getting all the abuse so far, <laughs> is a shock. It shows all about. See, him. see, here's the thing, right? Before you go on, Matty, he actually he agrees loves, with you. He loves the show because he listens to every second of it. <laughs> he loves it. 
He actually agrees with you, though. He says, spot on about the keepers. How much does a dodgy cat affect, affect the back four, particularly young John Stones? Uh, Guinea Copite is on as well. He says, hello, lads. Uh, Rooney has had a war cry on Twitter for United fans this week against us at Old Trafford. That's a what? A war cry. A war cry. So he's, uh, what, he's, he's getting the fans yeah, on board. Rooney's getting uh, the Man U fans on board against uh, against Liverpool, is he? Yeah. yeah? I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he needs to do that, really, for that bigger game, does I don't he? think anybody needs to. I mean, I think if... Unless you, you you've had your head in the sand for the last hundred years, you know how big how big a game that is. I don't think uh, Rooney has to do anything of the sort. And I think Liverpool, the Liverpool players, um, particularly with the likes of a Gerrard at the helm, they've seen it and done it all with the uh, you know those sorts of big games. I don't think you need to you need to be firing anybody up for that, no, though, do you? No, no chance. But just, Wayne will do that, won't he? Because there's been a little bit of you know bit of bad press up there and you know Moyes taking a bit of flack writing letters to the fans and you know and it's only right really does something like that because he you know he's, he's the one you've got to keep quiet in, in, in the game against Liverpool next week so no, but looking forward to that immensely as well definitely well we'll talk a little bit Liverpool a little bit tram here uh, we'll touch on some Champions League in England after the break you're listening to City Talk 105.9 this is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9 Welcome back to Extra Time. It's Neil Sangan, and Ryan Lowe in until six o'clock. We're live at the top of the tower. There's no Hoddersall. There's no nobody else. Nobody else needs worth mentioning. Show's flying through Lowe, isn't it? It is, mate. Um, We've got Matt here doing assisted the by Matt. All right. Absolutely great. But let's uh, let's go across the Stanley Park to Liverpool. Um, I want to start obviously with the big game Sunday. People have been no game this weekend. People are looking at the um, the, the game sort of Sunday already. Um, when the players start getting a bit nervous, that one, Lowy, they start sort of getting a little bit twitchy already, thinking about it and planning and plotting, or are they, is well, it just have a good week and start thinking about it more in depth I Saturday? Think, I think they'll have been chomping at the bit to make sure, it's, well, open it was this weekend, Sangi, to be honest with you, or yesterday, because, you know, to have a weekend off, it's not normally like, is it? You know, they've had what? They'll have had 10 days rest, more or less, before, even longer, before the game. So, you know, they'll be going in fresh, I just hope they don't go in a little bit lethargic if you like and a little bit sloppy you know but I think Brendan Rodgers will have had them in there they've been working hard all week and you know they'll be setting the tempo right and they'll have game plans how they're going to go and beat United because look if Liverpool beat United on Sunday trust me mate the Premier League need to take <laughs> notes because honestly I, and I, you know I, I said that with an air of pure confidence there and relish the Premier it. League and you know Mourinho's coming out with all these little you know well Man City still favours three games and nine points and all that yeah, but he's maybe. always said Mourinho he, he, he does respect Liverpool Football Club yeah, he he's, does. He's but come listen, out and said it do you know Sunday times? he'd be supporting Man United. Let me tell will. you because Liverpool beat Man like United. You were supporting Sunday. Tottenham at Stamford Bridge on Saturday, and it never happened. I, I wanted to draw, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Liverpool. Then you know you've got Man City at home, you've got Chelsea at home, you've got Tottenham at home, you've got these clubs at home. I think it could be a big eye opener. I think if Liverpool beat Man United Sunday, I think Liverpool on the next level. Do you think they will? Seriously, think Liverpool will well, go yeah, there and get see, a result. I, I don't see or why not. Or do you still have that I, little bit of weariness about, well, yeah, about United because they've got some quality still? There. I was having this debate with Jason Cumas on the, on the, on the um, coach going down. Jason's a big Liverpool fan, and we were sort of going, well, Man United play on Wednesday in the Champions League. So he's saying, oh, is it the following week, isn't it? Following week. Yeah. Right, they play you Liverpool got Arsenal Sunday. tomorrow so and they J- got City on Wednesday. Well, Jason seems to think to me that he will rest players for the Liverpool game, and I'm like, there's no chance. No. Them Man United fans, for me, I'd want them to beat Liverpool rather than beat whoever they've got in the in in the um, 
Olympiacos. Because look, the two 0 down anyway. Yet they could, they could possibly do it. United, you know, of old, Man United of old could possibly do it. I'm not too sure whether they could do it now. But look, their biggest game of the season for me now is this Sunday. So Liverpool have got to take note of that. And Brendan Rodgers and the staff and the players and all that. They all know what United are coming to do. I just want Liverpool to be nice and solid, compact, and counter-attack them. Liverpool counter-attack them. You know, there was there was a. Um, an interview with Stevie G a couple of weeks ago saying, you want to leave Suarez and Stullard 2v2, then all the best. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's right. And for me, Johnny Evans or Vidic or whoever plays there, whether it's Jones, you want to leave them two with them them two centre-halves, Liverpool's two strikers against them and your Sterling's going on and your Coutinho's in the own, your Gerrard's. You know, people going on about him saying, oh, well, is this deeper role suits him. It suits him even better. Because mm. he can hit a ball diagonal, diagonally from 40 yards onto Suarez's chest. And then guess what? It's a goal. So for me, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, the way Liverpool are playing now and with Sturridge and everyone is phenomenal. So, yeah, by all means, I fancy Liverpool big time Sunday. What you said there was interesting. That was what I, wanted, I was going to ask you as well about is the, is, is the centre-half pairing at Man United against... All over the place. Well, that's exactly against the Suarez and Sturridge who were on fire. That's been a you know that's that's been Liverpool's major 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 plus for a long long time, and and arguably Man United at centre half has been one of their biggest weaknesses, weaknesses this year yeah. for a long 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 time because they've had the stalwarts of Ferdinand and Vidic yeah. who've been arguably the best pairing for for I'd say for four or five years in, in the Premier League, so given Small and Phil Jones is playing there they've got Johnny Evans they've got a a bit of a creaking Nemanja Vidic yeah. Ferdinand's forever injured. What what form it, what pairing does he play to try and combat them out of those sort of them names, Lowy? Well, you know, if I was a manager and you're coming up against Suarez, Suarez and Sturridge and your Coutinho's and your Sterlings, you've got to do something different. You you may have to play a man in front of them as a screen and the two of them like a character does a little bit, but he hasn't got the legs to. I was going to really... say he's not that real dynamic. No, one, no, is he? he's, he's not, not going to throw a tackle in. For me. I'm not trying to tell Dave Moyes how to do it, but if you're coming up against Suarez and Sturridge and these type of players week in, week out, and he's seen it, the goals they've scored in the partnership yeah, yeah. and the way they, they link off each other, they combine, and you've got to think twice about it. I don't care whether you're at home or not. You have got to look at that and think, you know what? For have half a chance of beating Liverpool, the, the form they're in and, mm. and the way they're playing of late, stop them too. Because if you don't them stop them, then you've you've got no chance. But if you stop them, you've got half a chance. And I think David Moyes will be looking at that thinking, well, for one, we need to stop Suarez and Sturridge mm. scoring goals. And for two, we need to stop the build-up play so they're probably going to get in Liverpool's face, going to press Liverpool high and sign Liverpool into force, force Liverpool into long balls. So I think that'll be his, his, his tactics. And I think you will see someone sitting in front of, whether it's Vidic... Ferdinand or Johnny Evans and Jones or Smalling and Jones, I think you will see someone sitting in front of them to stop them. But then I, you've got your wingers. Def, well, you've got that's you've got your so much attack. You have, coming, of, yeah. of course, you have. And I mean, Liverpool's worry will also be stopping you know the Van Persies who's misfired, oh, yeah, the shadow, and all that. But you? here's what I think might he might do. I think one of the the strongest, quickest, sort of determined defenders um, in the Premier League is Phil Jones. And if anybody can go, if you can, because he's got, he hasn't really got tons on the ball with respect to the kid. But if anybody can do a man marking job, bit of aggression, with a, with, yeah, with a plum, it's going to be him. Um, and I think you might, you might look to, to partner up somebody like a Smallen, who's a great athlete, who maybe match up against Sturridge, and then you look at somebody alongside, and maybe in the man you Vidic, um, 
or a Ferdinand, pick whichever Ferdinand's fit, of course, but pick whichever out of them two to 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 sort of add that little bit of experience. But Phil Jones, for me, I think you could, you could see him being being sacrificed to go and stop Suarez playing. Yeah, but you're possibly right, Sangi. Um, but then you've got the cleverness of them, and I think you know you someone likes of the Smallins and the and the Joneses that they're a bit erratic at times. You know, you see mm-hmm. them going in for tackles, and obviously that can result in yellow cards, red cards, and. You know, I think they're just hard work to, to deal with now. <laughs> Suarez, that's what makes them world class. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you, you've seen it all, all season in the Premier League. They are hard work, and you know, Sturridge will strut round. He's, he's not, he's not interested. Bang, he's gone. Next thing you know, he's lifting balls over keepers' heads from forty yeah, yeah. yards out. And Suarez is in there, and Suarez hasn't been scoring many goals of late, but he's, he's been assisting, he's been he? creating them, and he's been causing havoc. Because what I've noticed with Suarez, he's been dropping off to the left or the right, most of the left left side of the wing and he's been cutting inside and he's been linking up and he's he's twisting and turning defenders so but look going on United you still have to be aware of Rooney who's, 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 a, who's a quality world class player and for people who've been slating him off saying that he shouldn't be on the plane to the World Cup then you know they're watching the wrong game and obviously Van Nistelrooy's got uh, Van, Van Nistelrooy I always say Van Nistelrooy don't <laughs> Van Persie's got a bit of a point to prove because he's been getting pelted he's been getting took yep. off and you know there's rumours they're not too happy with, with Moyes and whatnot. and he's coming out saying silly things to the press although yep. it's getting twisted a little bit so you know they are up and down at the moment and then you've got another quality player in matter so it's going to be an interesting game but I just hope if Liverpool go out the way they've been doing of late I think you can see three big three points for Liverpool no definitely definitely I, I, you know looking at um at the, the form of the, the side, attacking wise, it's been it's been fantastic. How proud were you to see the five in Liverpool players in the England squad the other night? Oh yeah, brilliant! And and, well, and was uh, it absolutely fair? To oh, have without, them players without in that a shadow, side? people may question Glenn Johnson because he hasn't been playing. But you know, he's been in and out, and he's you know he's being injured now. Look, Glenn Johnson is England's right back. He's Liverpool's right back. Been playing left back of late because John Flanagan's been doing a great job at right back, but. You know, Glenn Johnson can play them. He's a powerhouse. He's, you know, for me, he's still one of the best right backs in the country. Um, although he hasn't, you know, been playing as well of late, but the, the lad's quality. And there's no Kyle Walker yet. He's hitting miss, and he, you know, he's pace. He's yeah. solid. Glenn Johnson's got a bit more about him. The Sterling's definitely in. Jordan Henderson, he, you know what? He's going to be a big miss Sunday because he's suspended. He's on five bookings, I think. Is so he's he, he suspended. Know that, yeah. He's that, suspended be, for Sunday. He's going to be a big loss. Because I think he's a nice foil for Steve, to be honest. You know, he does a little bit of work, bang, gets him on the ball. He's running, making runs. Who comes in from Lowy? Um, do you know what? I think you can see Lucas come in for him. And I think Lucas will do a little bit more deeper than normally what Steve does. I think there could be a little bit of an interchange there. But I think Lucas can upset the apple cart a little bit. You know mm. what I mean? He's fit, he's strong, he gets stuck in, doesn't he? And I think he could be the one that sort of gets on Matter's case a little bit, you know what I mean? Because that's what Jordan Henson probably would have done. But then, on the other hand, Joe Allen's been playing well. When he's been coming on, he started the other week at Southampton, was excellent. So, you know, there's either of them that can go in there, but just on the England point of view, you know, I was having a bit of banter that, uh, you know, it was England and Southampton running amok, you know what I mean? I had a little <laughs> go on Twitter. It was, uh, But it, it was, you know, it was great to have that all them players there. Um whether they start in the World Cup, I'm not too sure. But just to have them five players representing your your um, your team, your, your country from your team is phenomenal. And yeah, you're only seeing the Southampton lads as well, you know. And I think it's right. Well, what, what um, Roy Hodgson's been doing is the lads who've been performing, been playing well, have been getting in there. You know, there was talk of John Terry coming out of retirement. No, he can't. No, he's a bad egg. Exactly. He, yeah, he is he's playing been, well. He's had his chance. He's had his chance. He's retired for whatever reason. And look, he is a quality defender still. 
but you don't need bad eggs in that England team and that's why England are doing well hopefully going to do as well yeah. you can see the click they're all together the celebrations everyone's there you don't need no bad, bad eggs in that and for have all them Liverpool players in there is, is, is even better no without a doubt now talking formation wise you were talking about Lu- Lucas and, and Alan there I was thinking about how they go because when Liverpool have gone four two three one, the three being your Sterling, your Coutinho, your Suarez, arguably yeah, Sturridge ahead of them, and you've got your Gerrard and your Allen or your Gerrard and your and your Henderson as the two. Does he go four three three now? Is it is he likely to go with Gerrard, Lucas, and Allen and and try and be a little bit defensive there and, and hope the attacking three of and and for me it would be Sterling, Suarez, and Sturridge. It wouldn't be Coutinho in in, in that, a game of that type. Is that how he goes, or does he stick with his no, with I, his tried and tested? I, I Do you think, think he gets at them? Is what I'm asking. Oh yeah, definitely without a shadow, without saying. You look at the games, the Arsenal game for Ireland, say a couple weeks ago, the Everton game, the Derby. Liverpool won the game in the first 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. So they've been winning games that early on in the in, in, in the game. And I think there's not going to be no change in United. You know, Brendan Rodgers smells a bit of blood up there. He knows it's not going it's not going as well. He knows the fans are not happy with Moy. So he's not going to think, oh, I'm going to lay off him a little bit. Get it in there. Get get stuck right into them. Get at them early on. Because you know if you don't and you give Man United time, look, everyone says United are finished. They're not finished. They're still a quality football team and they're still a quality club. Although it kills me to say it. And they've got some still good good players. You know, come the summer, if they give him a bit of money to spend, which I'm not too sure they will, by the way. Yeah, but I don't If they give so. him a bit of money to spend or whoever comes in and spends a bit of money, guess what? Man United are back up next season in the top two, three, four. But... I don't think Brendan Rodgers is going to give them any sympathy because Brendan Rodgers can see what's ahead of him and he's mm. looking and he's looking and he's looking and he's staying out of all these little games with Pellegrini and Wenger <laughs> and and, uh, and Mourinho, which is good because he's just saying, look, we'll take a game as it comes. But look, deep down, them players and them coaching staff and that manager and the football club and the fans know there's something at the end of this tunnel for Liverpool Football Club. No, definitely. And what about the comments again this week? I was going to ask you about um, Suarez saying that he loves Liverpool. Him staying at the club isn't dependent on Champions League football. Do you buy that? Do you think he's being sincere, or do you think, well, hang on a minute, if we suddenly hit the skids and and Liverpool don't make it, he's getting off? Is that is that how you're thinking? No, I'm not. Do you think he's being sincere? Generally, believe he's being. His two his two babies are born. Do you think here. he's being sincere, or do you think he's saying it because he knows, or he genuinely believes Liverpool are nailed on to finishing the Champions League? But do you know what? What he said early on in the summer. He's not shy to come out with anything for me. So I think what you get out and what you see is what you get. I think there's no... He's not going to say, oh, we had a said that and said, but I didn't mean it like that. It's just what he says, he says. And you've noticed of late, he's been starting to do loads of interviews after games, although he's been man of the match and whatnot. <laughs> and, but his English is coming on and, and he can probably speak a little bit more better English than he comes across. But I generally believe he does. He's got this love for them. And I think when... When all this stuff happened with him leaving and he wanted to speak to Arsenal, well, guess what? Every player, you know yourself, you're an agent. Every player's got a right to speak to a football mm-hmm. club. Now, on a short straw, you may have done this with your players, and I've certainly done it. When you're at a club, well, a club comes in for you, well, I want to speak to them. Well, why? Well, I want to see what their ambitions are. I want to see what their, what route they're going down. And they probably did and speak to Arsenal. what their plans are for me, yeah. What their plans yeah. are for me. Am I going to be the main man? All right, the money's irrelevant because they're going to get hundreds of millions a year or a couple of years, whatever it may be. Then, But I want to see what they've got. I want to see what, if I like the place or if I get a warm feel for it or whatever. But then the other hand, he's come in and Brendan Rodgers going, well, look, there's a contract here for you. You're going to do this, do that. Not only you're one of the best, well, if not the best player at the football club now, we're going to give you X, Y, Z. That all right? Well, it might not be about the money, Brendan. I want to play Champions League football. Well, guess what? 
give us a year or two, let mm. us get into it. If a year or two comes down the line, I know you love the place, what he's saying he loves the place. If it doesn't work out, well, guess what? You come in and you hand a transfer request and we don't have to pay you no money. We'll sell you for 30, 40 million pounds, whatever it may be. So I think Luis Suarez is what you see is what you get. I don't think there's no Jose Mourinho about him where he's saying one <laughs> thing and he means another thing. I think he just says what he says and that's it. And I generally believe now of late, since all that crap happens, he does love the club because who wouldn't? You know, the, the receptions and the support he gets and everything about the place. You know, for me... He, you know, he doesn't need to be nowhere else. No, well, you've had it from uh, Lowy there. There'll be all Liverpoolians buzzing with that. <laughs> Lowy thinks he's staying. He's just, I tell you now, there'll be all of the Liverpool fans will be absolutely buzzing. I'm going to uh, take a short break and then after that, we'll see if we've got any tweets after the uh, second part of the show. You're listening to City Talk 105.9. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to the show. It's an improved Steve Hoddersall here behind the mic <laughs> presenting tonight. It's uh, it's Neil Sam. I normally come in ready for a load of questions from Hoddersall and I had to scramble at four o'clock. Hey, Sam, you've done a top the job, mate. How's it gone, Lowe? It's brilliant, lads. I've been, been right, saying it for weeks when we haven't got no one here. You should I mean? just take the reins and we'll get another guest in. <laughs> Just need to sort your fingers uh, out on that machine in the back there. <laughs> I know we've got Matthews doing a sterling job there, so well done, son. Now, we talked about Liverpool before the break, Matty. Anything on the Twitter feed from our uh, our loyal listeners? Yeah, a couple of people have pointed out that Henderson's five yellow cards won't count because they've been wiped now, so it's ten until you get a yellow card. Oh, is so he? He's, so he's, he's okay? He's fine to play. Ooh, oh, is he? Bonus. There you go. So there you go. You, you can play. Uh, Twitter's great, isn't it? It is, <laughs> it's just the news, isn't it? 24 <laughs> hours. Wasn't even Dave Downey who pointed that out it's either. It's brilliant, isn't it? He wouldn't know that. He wouldn't have a clue. Uh, going back to the Everton debate earlier as well, uh, Mike says Arsenal have five bigger games coming, so Everton might even catch them in the table. There you go. Good points. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Good points. They're uh, on a slide, aren't they? And uh, Dave Dave Downey is in there again. He says, best 20 minutes on Everton you've done all season. Oh. Well done, Dave. Appreciate no the now. feedback. See, you know what I tweeted before? When Dave Downey's positive, there's just a different mood around yeah. Radio City Tower. There's a bit of sun there's out a different and a bit of blue sky. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I think Dave takes the blue, like, literally. He has <laughs> to be blue in his attitude, his support, his club. But he doesn't. He even tweeted on Saturday about Morales. Morales, he said, I don't even get excited when he gets the ball yeah. anymore. I'm thinking, come on, the kid had a poor game. And Dave Downey's written him off. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So anyway, I wanted to talk uh, about your club, Louis Tranmere. Um, unfortunately, 3-1 uh, defeat uh, from Saturday. Now, be, be, before, In fact, before you do, I know Matty, who's our <laughs> Radio City Tranmere correspondent, and loves the club and idolises this fella to me left. <laughs> Give me your verdict first before he gets a chance <laughs> to see what, he, see what he, he thought about the game. Oh, what did you think, Matt? It wasn't great, was it? Um... I thought we did okay up until the first 10, 15 don't, don't minutes. Don't be looking at him for guidance. Look at me. <laughs> I asked the question. Come on. <laughs> soon, as soon as Tramway conceded, the goal had seemed to drop. And I think I don't think there was a single shot on target after then. Um, mm. Cassidy up front ran, did a lot of running, but didn't seem to get anywhere for it. A bit isolated up top. Mm. Game completely bypassed the midfielders. You know, you look at Tramway's strength this season has at times been Wallace, Kumas and Jennings across that three centre and barely any of them got a touch, which Steven has did their homework on. On yeah. Kumas, certainly. They closed him out. They didn't give him the space and, and they were very tough with it. But the three goals could all have been avoided and that's the main thing, really, uh, from a coaching point of view, I guess, from, from Johnny Mack. We'll be looking at them thinking there was probably two or three individual mistakes leading up to each goal, which will be really disappointing for him. From a fan standpoint, was there enough effort? Uh, there was some from some players and there was from others. 
up from others there wasn't. Um, but that's See, always going to be the case, isn't it? I, I, and, and, you know, how frustrating is that when the team's down there and you think maybe you could be giving us a little bit more? That's, it is. Um, I mean, I don't know what John's thinking in terms of making any changes um, to the to the eleven. I've no idea on that. But you'd love to think John being as astute as he is, he'd look at players and think, you weren't up for this fight today. I'm going to change you. Well, he came out after Saturday and said that there weren't many changes he could make because he doesn't want to be throwing the younger players in because he doesn't want to scar them if they struggle in a relegation battle, which is fair enough. It's but understandable. At the same time, you look at some of those younger players who I guess are your Jake Kirby's who've actually come in and done really well in the first team this season. And, you know, a lot of Tramway fans would prefer to see a Jake Kirby playing than perhaps someone who's coming on loan from another club uh, like Junior Brown, who's just signed from Fleetwood. And he didn't have that bad a game, but uh, he'll grow into the role, I'm sure. But it did seem like an odd signing to make at the time. I'd love to see Max Power play. <laughs> <laughs> For obvious reasons. So over to you, Lowy. Um how did you think it went, mate? Do you know what? Matt, Matt's spot on, Sangi. It was one of them games where we knew, you know, we'd, we'd be in a... Um, We've been told all week what they were going to do, their, their weaknesses, their strengths. And, you know, we, we, we went out really with all good intentions to try and keep the ball. And, you know, it, it was quite tough. You know, it's a very intimidating, intimidation place to go down there, Stephen and yeah, Joby. I, I basically got pelted from the minute whistle to the final whistle <laughs> from their, yeah, their, their fans. <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, there's a lot of people said, oh, you know, effort, desire, and this, that, and the other. Yeah. I, you can probably question that, but I don't think you can question effort too much. The lads put an mm. effort in, but it just weren't enough effort, if you know what I mean. Um, and yeah, as Matt said, you know, we bypassed the midfield. We got into the long ball game where you know poor Cass was up there on his own. Cass is a big lad, but they had two bigger centre halves even than Cass, and Cass is a big lad, and you know they were strong and big kicks up the field. We sort of played into their hands. Um, there was a stage at you know in the second half. I think it was uh, Matt will agree with me that you know we come out ten minutes into the second half. We really got at them. You know, Junior Brown could have slid me in. I was wide open on the right, and you know I'm not saying I would have scored, but we'd have created the chance out of it. And you know, you just never know with that. You know, if you get a goal back at one-one, you never know where it may go. But you know, where to be? We, for me, the goals were mistakes, and I think if you can cut the mistakes out, you've got half a chance. The minute you don't cut mistakes out, and you excuse me, you're giving teams goals, then you've got no chance. You're not going to be winning four threes and, you know, three mm. twos because it's it's just as hard. And I've said all season, you, you know, down in the lower leagues, even lower and lower, right down to Sunday league, you can't give teams two, three goal starts because you never get them back. You know, we did get a consolation going, Robbo, you know, pressurised the lad, and it, you know, own goal, and then we possibly could have had another chance. And But, look... I think it was one of them games. We got out-battled. We got out-fought. They were bigger than us. They were stronger than us. They were bottom of the league in that game. What Was the bottom of the league or maybe a point off it? They were definitely down. So yeah, for they me, they, down they, they looked at a little bit more. Maybe maybe we'd been a bit too, I don't know, a bit too complacent, if you like. You know what I mean? And we've thought, oh, and, you know, we're all right. We're not going to be down there. And look, you know, as you can see now, it's, it's going to be tough. And we've got to... A battle on our hands because we've got Brentford tomorrow. We've got a six-pointer on Saturday against Notts County. And then the games are coming thick and fast. There's ten games left after next week. So, you know, you've got to be in there. You've got to get try and take as many points at home as you possibly can and, and just see where it takes us. Well, going from I saw you against Coventry and that performance was just fantastic. And for me, looking at it was... was was going to be a springboard to, yeah. to a great run-in. And, and, I, and I said to people around and about me in the ground, I said... 
I could I could now see and looking at that, I could now see Tranmere with three or four games to spare being comfortable and safe. Well, that's what we and hoped. since then it's stuttered a bit again, hasn't it? Well, that's what we hoped. Obviously, you know the Oldham game is you know we wanted our first back-to-back win, and we come and stuck a little bit there, a little bit sloppy coming out the blocks, and and we managed to get you know get a point out of it, which hopefully could be you know turn out to be a good point. Yeah. But then we go to Stevenage, and you know Johnny Mack and the coaching staff, they thought you know we'd take three points away from here, and we all thought that and we, there was no negativity going into the game. Everything was prepped right. It was all done. There was no more anyone could have done. It was down to 11 players, 12, 13 players who ever come on the pitch to do their thing. But it just weren't good enough. And we know that. We've had a rollicking this morning. We've had to put it to bed. We've been told about things. We've been out on the pitch. We've organised for tomorrow what to do and what not to do. And you cut mistakes out and give yourselves a chance and stay in the game. Because Brentford, are, you know, they're not at the top of the league for for nothing. You know, they're looking for promotion to get in the championship. So that's going to be another tough game. But I'm hoping it could be a game just what we need. What have you been told about Brentford? Because their pitch is a dodgy pitch. Have you, have you been told they're a passing team or well, yeah, pure we, energy? Yeah, or? We, know, we know what they're about. We know they, you know they'll try and play out a little bit from the back. They'll try and get the deep midfielder onto it, you know, and then they'll try and link up from there. They've got some good forwards. So, you know, look, it's going to be a tough game. We know that, but we've got to be on our metal tomorrow and we've got to take some sort of points going into Saturday at Notts County. Definitely. Well, all our listeners will, uh, the Tranmere faction anyway, will be certainly wishing you the best of luck tomorrow, mate. And, um, we, uh, we we hope you get back on track there because that'll be a great win and as I say the confidence you get from beating them will be, oh, uh, definitely, yeah. will be unbelievable so appreciate Lowy being here I, I'm, I'm thankful to myself for scrambling around and doing a bit of prep <laughs> and also to our Matt, Matty our professional button presser tonight thank you very much sir. you've been listening to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9 me and Lowy back with I don't know who next week <laughs> this is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9